come back and uh, we proceed with the drive time. It's a weekly Africa report. And uh, this week we'll be looking at Portugal to send 60 troops to Mozambique to help fight insurgency there. International Criminal Court upholds former Congolese rebel leader Bosco Ntanganda's conviction and gunfire ahead near the presidential palace of Niger's outgoing president. Online is Executive Director, Democracy Development Program at the University of Kwazunata, Dr. Paul Kariuki. Dr. Kariuki, good afternoon and thank you very much for joining us. Good afternoon, Ibrahim, and good afternoon to all your listeners. Thank you. Let's begin with uh, Mozambique. Uh, just for the past uh, three days, things are, things are getting very complicated in Mozambique. Uh, a lot of major powers, oh, today already we have seen that uh, Portugal, which is the former colonizer of Mozambique, also sending in troops there. The, the Americans have already sent the Green Berets, so already it has become a, a, a military intervention. Uh, we don't know what the Mozambican government actually uh, is anticipating in terms of, uh, you know, quelling up this uh, crisis. So how can we explain this development? Well, it's interesting to see that um, a situation that started um, like a slow uh, volcano has now become a big issue to deal with, um, sadly, with so many people losing their lives lately and the possibility of escalating into a regional um, uh, instability is very, very likely. Um, the sending of the troops, firstly by the American uh, uh, government and now with the Portuguese, is really going to be uh, an interesting international dimension now to the crisis. Firstly, because the SADC uh, region has not been very forthcoming uh, in establishing uh, some leadership in the in the crisis to the extent that it can provide um some some leadership to the government of mozambique and some media news saying that they had uh the mozambican government had even approached for 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 support that hasn't happened so in one part it shows the failure of regional uh formation in terms of um helping out countries in the region to be stable. And secondly, it opens um, the region to international interference, in my view, although the, the language around uh, the use of, of, of American troops and now Portugal is around stemming the increase of uh, territorial um, terrorism. Uh, one will not hesitate to think what are the other interests that these two countries have in that commotion. Remember, the region that we're talking about here is already known as a, uh, one that is uh, very rich with gas, and we know that there is always competition for resources on our continent. And so perhaps what we are not knowing at this point in time, because it has not been spelled out, is the involvement of these two countries in, the, in that country what are they expecting in return? And I think that for me is a big question. Now, you have just mentioned about uh, SADC, which is the Southern African Development Community. In terms of their response, on the other side, we have seen that Mozambique is very quiet in, in the way they are, they, they are dealing with the issue. They, they don't seem to be engaging with the, the so-called uh, you know, insurgents there. All what they are doing is they use militarily, the offensively in terms of their, their response. But with, this, with, this, with, this, with SADC, what role can they play in, 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 in this matter? 
I think we have several things that SEDEC can do as a secretariat in response to this. One is to provide uh, uh, regional uh, leadership in terms of supporting the Mozambican government to stop um, uh, um, um, the insurgents from going on because these insurgents have been given and somebody has opened a door for them. And I don't think it's government itself. Uh, but I'm thinking they're probably working with a group, a militia group within their country. So firstly, SADC is to provide uh, necessary political leadership to the Mozambican government so that if there is a political dimension to what is being seen right now, then they are able to negotiate, bring the, the, the whoever is involved at the table and negotiate that together with the Mozambican government and bring some normalcy. Secondly, if, if there will be a need for military intervention, then it's SADC a military intervention, which actually brings up to, 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 uh, to the question, is it time to have a SADC military arm, like we have the African Union intervention? And I think probably this is one of those areas that we need to start having conversation of having a regional military intervention that is not just country-specific, but is actually a regional military outfit that can be able to step in and kind of stop this uh, um, territory, ter terrorist like uh, um, disturbances. And I think um, the, the third element to this is, of course, um, Something out with humanitarian action. Um, the, although the Mozambican government has has made a call out to international countries and international community to help with the humanitarian assistance, uh, very little is coming forth from all um, our African countries themselves and even from the region itself. So there is something about um, how the the rest of the continent is interpreting uh, what's going on in Mozambique, but I think there is, in, there is a serious need to intervene and to help them out in terms of managing the humanitarian crisis that is already there right now. And, uh, and I think um, if, if that doesn't happen sooner, we're probably going to be seeing a different situation in, a, in less than a week's time from now. Now, already we have seen that uh, the, the U.S. has actually compounded issues because they have already, you know, uh, uh, categorized the, the grouping as, as a terrorist organization. They, they have already done that, and, mm -hmm. and, and that's what they are saying. But again, when, when we look at what is actually happening on the ground, you mentioned the liquef li liquefied natural gas, which is the, the, mm. the bone of the contention. And then yes. the people on the ground, the only thing that they're talking about is the social exclusion. So how do we end this? <laughs> that's, a, that's actually at the heart of all this. Remember, uh, Mozambique as a country is one of the impoverished countries on the continent. And therefore, there is a serious social economic challenges facing the country in terms of poverty levels, in terms of inequalities, and in terms of poor uh, public service delivery. So the, 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 the population is very vulnerable right now to anything or to anyone that seems to have a solution to their long-drawn issues that have kept them in the same place in, in, in terms of uh, poverty, in terms of access to public health, and in terms to access to other public services they would want to enjoy. And so the government has done very little in addressing the social problems. And I think this is a lesson for other countries on the continent where uh, we see social, social challenges are not being taken care of. Um, possibilities of, 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 of such uh, terrorist groups like they're being named here, uh, Al-Shabaab, 
um, take advantage of such situations. And unfortunately, it is not the government that pays the price. It's ordinary citizens. And so I think it's also very important to understand that the socioeconomic conditions in Mozambique create a situation that can precipitate to further insurgencies because what you do with impoverished communities uh, that can hardly even stand for itself, it's so hungry. There is no food. It's a very food insecure nation. And then it's a country that has been exposed to ongoing disasters as far as climate change is concerned. So you can imagine the infrastructure uh, development infrastructure in the country to be able even to survive uh, uh, a terrorist uh, threat like this one is very, very weak. And so I think for me, to begin with, first is to bring stability uh, in terms of uh, countering these terrorist attacks and threats. And then after that, the SADC involvement does with the play a big role because they need to bring the Mozambican government to the table and start talking to them around addressing the social problems that have gone on for decades. And this is creating situations of marginalization. And when citizens are marginalized, they become very vulnerable to be recruited, even to participate in in insecurity situations. Now let's move on to the ICC, which is the International Criminal Court. They have upheld the former Congolese rebel leader Bosco Ntangada's conviction. His lawyers asked for retrial or acquittal, but uh, the 30 year, 30 years jail term Stands. Yes, and rightly so. I think it's very, first of all, important to begin with, even before we go further, to remind ourselves what is the role of this important structure in, in our world today. The, the, role, the main role of the International Criminal Court is to end impunity for worst crimes that have been done under the name of, under, under international law. And so what this gentleman, Bosco, has done deserves punishment and deserves justice for all the victims that actually died or got maimed or other things happened to them at his hands. And so the court did the right thing in ensuring that there is, there is, there is a justice meted out for all those victims that whose voice was going to be drowned because they don't have power to influence anything in their own country. That's the first thing. So understanding the role of the court will help us to understand why they said no to all kinds of appeal in this sense. <clears throat> and then secondly, I think it's important to reinforce the fact that when, when, when uh, justice is not meted, it creates a perception that it's okay to get away with impunity. So the lesson here is that the court is saying directly that you cannot get away with any form of impunity as long as you've been held accountable for it. And so... The denial of appeal and, and giving him leeway is, first of all, promoting global peace and global justice for victims. And secondly, is reinforcing the importance of, of inter observing international law. You cannot get away with impunity. And I think our continent needs to learn this kind of thing so quickly because there's so many things that have happened in this continent of ours that have bordered around impunity. And many perpetrators have gotten away with it without being held accountable. And uh, lastly, the gunfire that was heard uh, near the presidential palace of Niger's outgoing president. There are the elections there, and uh, the swearing-in ceremony should be happening in, in, in two days' time. But early this morning, there was a, a near coup at the palace. Yes, uh, a very uh, disturbing occurrence there, and still a developing story. However, uh, again, it has a context. 
And the context here is that the country has been engraved in engrossed so many for a couple of decades uh, on several coups. It has a history of coups itself. And therefore, the prevailing controlling force in that country at a, at a national level is that there is always disturbance of leadership at some stage, and um, it has never ended in peace. And therefore, uh, what happened this morning is one of those things that have always characterized the history of the country and has never been dealt with or solved permanently to ensure that the country can return to democratic practices of understanding, you know, in any election they are losers and they are winners, and whoever takes whatever the position may be, they gratefully accept the outcome of an election. So that's the first. That's the context to which we are seeing now, with a, with a possible military coup that took to, to attempted coup that that happened this morning. The second thing is that it also feeds into the regional instability that has been characterized by increasing. Um, terrorist attacks in the neighboring Nigeria, uh, in Mali, and also they've seen that um, uh, these terrorist groups have become even more vulnerable, more, more intense in the recent months. And so the, the, the ecosystem where this country is, the political ecosystem where Niger is found at the moment, is feeding from these different formations of terrorist uh, groups that have really made sure that the, the, the region has remained uh, unstable politically and democratically wise. However, this is where also, again, a regional body like ECOWAS needs to step in very quickly and provide leadership. Because if that does not happen very soon, that West African nation is going to be out of control. Uh, and yes, there is a highly possibility that the inauguration of the president-elect, Mohamed Bazoum, may not proceed until there is calmness and stability, although the reports are coming out to say there is some level of calmness, but it's not sustainable calmness. So uh, it's still a developing story, but um, it raises uh, questions around regional security maintainers, the role of um, regional economic bodies like ECOWAS, and of course the role of African Union as as a custodian of continental peace. And uh, just before we we leave, uh, just explain to us uh, how, how you look at the African Union in terms of, uh, you know, solving uh, all the crises that Africa is engulfed with. Uh, I, I know that there's a lot of tension when it comes to the Maghreb area and, and the sub-Saharan Africa in terms of regional problems. But do you think the, 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 the African Union is very effective in, in, in uh, you know, solving out the African problems in an African way? It is, um, I would say, probably um, um, it's very hard to judge because each country or wherever there's conflict, uh, it manifests in different dimensions. What I think the body has done uh, to a great extent is to provide, uh, firstly, we provide, we have um, a, a strong peace and, 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 and conflict mediation uh, facility within the AU. However, what has become of our challenge uh, to effectively mediate and promote peacekeeping operations to a sustainable or effective level, it's a lack of funding to sustain military interventions and peace mediations on the continent. It largely relies a lot on on, on para para organizations like civil society organizations that are involved in peace and peace building and conflict resolution, but itself as a body 
it has not done that with great success. And therefore, apart from having, uh, you know, uh, its own troops and police on ground in terms of uh, uh, peace and security building, uh, it has also not done significant work in terms of promoting dialogue-centered approach to conflict prevention and resolution of conflicts. I think it is an area... Uh, that it needs to really work on very seriously, uh, but at the same time also uh, be seen upfront in terms of uh, addressing these issues they come from. They're like now, one would have expected uh, a statement could have been issued from 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 its headquarters around the Mozambican issue, around the the Niger issue, and even when there was Zimbabwe conflict um, late last year. Uh, we don't see. The, the, the body coming up front, you know, even though they could be probably exploring solutions, but at least issue a statement and let it be known that it's seeing what is happening and it's actively trying to engage with the situation. We rarely see that kind of a response, and I think that kind of uh, laid-back position fuels the notion that the body does not really have the impetus to manage conflict on the, on, on the continent and really promote peace. That's uh, Dr. Paul Karayuki, Executive Director, Democracy Development Program at the University of Kwasanata, speaking to us on Africa Report. Dr. Karayuki, like always, thank you very much for speaking to us. Thank you so much, Ibrahim. I look forward for another opportunity. The Weekly African Report in Drive Time.